We have a fun episode coming out for you guys today. We sat down and previewed the entire UMass hockey schedule game by game. Talked about all the special events, Hockey East mashups, and more. Let's go. everybody and welcome to episode 30 of high character we have a fun one coming for you guys today we are going to be previewing the entire schedule for umass hockey for the 2022-2023 season my name is cameron and i'm joined by my good buddy evan evan how's it going man feeling good feeling good definitely interested to talk about the schedule today um a lot of good games on the on the upcoming schedule that i'm really happy to talk about um obviously we'll get into that more afterwards but yeah i'm super excited for this episode it's gonna be a good one yeah it's time to start thinking about these things summer is quickly coming to a close uh school is back in session is it now is it next week uh i mean i went to a crappy charter school that started a week and a half early every summer so i have no (laughs) good gauge for when school is supposed to start back up but it sounds about right i'm curious when umass is starting back up I want to say we're so so out of the loop since we stopped being students, but I, well, I had an intern at my job that's front that goes to UMass. I'm pretty sure they start back this coming week. So Wednesday, September 1st, Wednesday, September 1st, tomorrow is September 1st. Oh, that's 2021. Silly. Forget that. Um, Here we go. Tuesday, September 6th. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. So yeah, we are anyway, we're getting close. Um, we're going to be at football games soon and hockey very shortly after that. So we're getting very excited and I guess we'll just jump into it. So the first game on the schedule, it's pretty recently announced. We have a, an exhibition game at Mullen center against sacred heart. Um, these exhibition games are always fun. They're always free admission. So if you're in the Amherst area, Saturday, October 1st, definitely check that out. And uh, I think an exhibition game this year might be a lot more impactful for this team than in, in years past. I fully agree with you there. I mean, I'm trying to remember the last time, like, I'm just trying to think of, like this, like the structure of a lot of the, the exhibition games that we did. Like, I remember there was one that I attended as a student. It wasn't even really a game. Like, it was more or less just like a, like a limited contact practice. Like, there was refs out on the ice, but they weren't really doing a whole lot. Like, I think there was more talking between like the, the, like the opposing benches, like the coaches talking to each other rather than like refs even doing anything. Like there would just be phantom penalties out of nowhere, just so other teams could practice like power plays and penalty mm-hmm. kills and stuff. Like it's more or less just a practice against another team. Like you see it a lot in football, like you'll see like joint practices and stuff like that. Like that's more or less the vibe. It's not really like a game that really means anything, but um, yeah, I think it'll be kind of cool. Like, especially against sacred heart, like it'll be, I wouldn't say a massive challenge for the team because, you know, Sacred Heart is probably usually not on our level to be completely fair to them. But with a team as young as ours, you know, this is going to be a good way to get some experience playing at the collegiate level. Um, yeah, I'm definitely just looking forward to seeing the team in person again. You know what I mean? Like that's just the type of game it's going to be, at least in my eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, if you haven't listened to our interview with Coach Carvel yet, definitely go check that out. But he said that uh, he won't even – think about the lines really until after the first game so so look for somebody to give him the lines for this game and then for him to start tinkering with it afterwards and see what see what works it's going to be a lot of 
seeing what works this exhibition game, especially maybe that's with the what, new roster. Maybe that's what we should do before the game. We should just text him like our ideas for the Lions, and then he'll just throw them out there and see what happens. Like if we just <laughs> score 13 goals that game, we just be get we get we get promoted to like assistant coach or something like that. Like he just asks us before the game. He's like, "Hey, what lines do you think we play this time?" Like that'd be hilarious. But <laughs> I, I doubt that would happen. That sounds more like a fever dream than anything. But who knows? We can we can we can all hope. Yeah, I mean, you do that for every game. Maybe put it to good use. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> but yeah, so that, that's our exhibition game. And then one week later, October 8th, it's Saturday. It's the first game of the season. It's at AIC. So it'll be at the Mass Mutual Center in Springfield. And it's a place that the Minutemen have been very successful in over the last few years. Yeah, no, we always seem to play well against AIC. And a lot of credit to AIC. They've been a very solid team as of late. I mean, I think their coach, Eric Lang, has just been doing crazy things with them and really getting the most out of his guys. Um, so, yeah, I think it'll be a really solid challenge for us. I mean, a local team, so we don't have to worry too much about, like, crazy travel or anything like that. Like, just play a really solid team in a game that, you know, will mean something later on down the line because I think AIC is going to give us a, a solid boost to, like, the, the whole pairwise thing. You know what I mean? Like, they – always seem to do well in their conference. They're usually the top dog in their conference. So, I mean, if we get a win over them, which I feel like we definitely should be able to do, it's going to look great on us and it'll just be a good, a good tone setter, I think for the rest of the season. Um, Obviously you want to start off your non-conference schedule with a big win. And I think that's a good way to do it, especially trying to get momentum leading into two games against Denver the weekend after Mm. that's going to be huge in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. And uh, we'll, we'll be there for sure. If you want to, take a take a look for us at the casino before after the game i'm sure we're going to be hanging out um but yeah it should be a fun festive time for the first game of the season and like you said the the weekend after that friday saturday 14th and the 15th denver the defending national champions coming into mullen center for a huge huge home opener um it's going to be very it's going to be a hard ticket to get if you don't have season tickets that place is going to be packed the last two national champions that should be a very very fun weekend yeah, I mean, it, it kind of draws comparisons to the Minnesota State games from last year, like playing against what's going to end up being most likely a top five team, you know, and especially so early on in the season. Like looking back at last season, we lost both of those games against Minnesota State, but we grew a lot from that. Like it, it was one of those kind of humbling experiences where, you know, you have a group of guys that think, you know, yeah, it'd be great to get a win against this team, but. We just got, you know, we just got outbeat. You know what I mean? Like, that's just the way that some games go. You can't win them all. But um, I think Denver is going to be no different. It's going to be a really, really hard-fought series. Um, and obviously, if we can get a win, you know, hopefully two against them, that's going to be massive momentum, you know, going on from that point. But it's going to be such a tough series because Denver just won the natty. Like, you can't, you can't discredit that, you know. Obviously, we want the team to win every single game, but that's going to be – a series where I think we're going to have to look at our team in like a holistic sense and figure out like what we need to do better because if there's no better way of figuring out your team's weaknesses, if they end up getting exploited by one of the best teams in the league, you know what I mean? So I think that's going to be just the, it's going to be a very good learning experience, regardless of the outcome. If we win or lose, it doesn't matter. I'm not trying to immediately just, put a damper on the series and say, oh yeah, you know, yeah, we're going to go 0 2 against them. There's no chance they're the natty champions. We're going to lose. But regardless of what happens, it's going to be a great learning experience because we're playing against a very solid team there. 
Yeah, I think you make good points. Like, if you think about it, whatever the outcome is for for this opening series, it's it's kind of a win-win because you have such a young roster, and they for one of their very first collegiate games ever, they get to face the defending national champions, like best of the best. So even if you lose, you pairwise isn't going to take a hit because they're such a good team. Like the players are going to get some experience with the best of the best. And if you win, that's icing on top because that just sets the season off on the right tone. So uh, yeah, those possibly the most exciting games to look forward to on the schedule for sure. That's uh, coach Carvel's games. He's most excited for as well. So um, hope everybody can make it out to those. The weekend after that uh, is against Union, the 21st and the 22nd. UMass was supposed to play Union this past season. Um, they were canceled because of uh, COVID-19 reasons. They were supposed to play at Union, but uh, these two games will be at Mullen Center. And Union comes in. They were uh, just a dreadful team last year, so I don't know how much you could expect from them. Yeah, I mean, I'm expecting two wins, quite frankly. Yeah. Like, I mean, you obviously you don't want to read too much into a team's you know, performance last year to kind of judge how they're going to be this year. But I think just with the conference that Union plays in, in comparison to the conference that we play in, like the the standard of play is just completely different. And we're going to be playing against a lot better competition on a daily basis. And we just kind of, I should say weekly basis, not daily basis, get the idea. But we just play against, you know, a much stronger strength of schedule on average compared to Union fare better in our games against anyway so I just think we're a much better team than Union but I still think it's going to be another good matchup you know what I mean because when you look at games from the previous season like we played against LIU we were having this exact same conversation before before the games against LIU that ended up being I think a 1-1 series if memory serves me correct please correct me if I'm wrong but because I frankly wanted to get that series out of my mind as soon as it happened but I think we all had very positive expectations for the outcome of that series and things didn't go our way. So this is the type of game where anything can happen, but I think against, against union, we, we got to pull out two wins there. And that's going to be, I think a good segue into the next, into the following series against Merrimack because Merrimack's a tough team. You know, they've, they've definitely improved their, their overall stature in hockey East in the past couple of seasons. Yeah, you make a good point. Merrimack uh, had a very surprising season last year. They ended up finishing tied for fourth in Hockey East with UConn and BU, who were very good. And uh, it came as much of a surprise for a lot of people. October 28th and 29th, UMass has a home-and-home against them. Friday is in Amherst, and uh, Saturday is uh, in North Andover at Merrimack. So, yeah, should be should be more of a hard-fought uh, series than we were to expect in the last few years. Yeah, Merrimack's been that sort of team that I've noticed in the past couple seasons where they just grind you down. Like, there is never an easy moment against Merrimack. Like, they'll get gritty goals. They'll work you hard. They, they kind of play like us. You know, you just try to outwork your opponent. And I think that's always interesting to see because some teams in Hockey East just t- tend to rely more on skill, and then some teams rely on grit. And when you have two teams like UMass and Merrimack that just are completely trying to outgrit each other, it's – hell to watch quite frankly like it keeps me on the edge of my seat all the time because I know that we're going to compete and I know the other team's going to try and compete because UMass is at that point now where every team has us on the calendar and they're thinking oh crap we're playing against UMass we gotta we gotta bring our best you know like Mm. that's just the type of team we are now and Merrimack is has never been different in that regard you know they're always gonna 
provide really, really tough competitive hockey. And especially at Lawler, like whenever we go to games there in North Andover, like it's a small arena. It's a grimy little high school rink basically, (laughs) but I don't know, just something about it. Like I, I enjoy the rink, you know what I mean? Like, and Mm -hmm. it's just, it's a solid place to just watch a game just because like, it kind of gives you just those gritty vibes. You know what I mean? Like I normally, it's not about anything else except for hockey there. Yeah, exactly. Like that's it. There's no frills, no, no BS, none of that. It's just, you're seeing two teams just go at it and I like it. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's always a good game. It seems like games there are always really close and ultra competitive. So I'm really looking, looking forward to that series because Merrimack and UMass are both teams that if you looked at them five years ago, you're thinking, damn, these guys kind of not, not looking too great for them. You know what I mean? But both on the rise now and coming off of really strong showings in the previous seasons. And they both kind of, I wouldn't say we as much have anything to prove. I think we've been doing, you know, a lot better recently, but I feel like Merrimack is thinking like we have to follow up on our previous season success and they want to do that against a really top level opponent like UMass. Yeah. And, and from a team on the rise, like Merrimack to a, a team that I'm not really sure where they, where they fare in hockey East this year, November 4th and November 5th is a home and home series with Providence. Providence didn't have a great year last year. They finished seventh in hockey East and uh, UMass actually has one of their players from last year, Matt Koopman transferred over from Providence. So uh, that should be something cool to look out for that series. But uh, yeah, again, not, not really sure what to expect out of Providence. Yeah. I mean, I, we say that Providence had kind of a mid season, but like, that's kind of in their standards. Like they were only three points behind Merrimack. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like granted Merrimack was in that weird little 41 point zone where they could have been fourth or sixth, depending on who you asked. Like it was a weird tiebreaker thing. Three different teams that had 41 points. So like, fair enough. You know what I mean? But Providence has been such a weird team. Like, just you never know which team is going to kind of show up for them. They're either going to beat you five, nothing, or you're going to beat them five, nothing. Like it's, it's just, it kind of depends on whatever team, you know, kind of shows up that night, but they're still a very solid team overall. You can't overlook them. Like they have a couple of really nice young guys coming in. Um, trying to think off the top of my head. I think once Brett Berard, I think he was the, the younger brother of, there's another Berard. I forget if he played for Providence or not, but, I know he's supposed to be pretty nasty. I think he played for the the, the development team, um, mm. the U.S. De- development team. So he's supposed to be really solid. He's going to give them a big offensive punch. But, um, yeah, I mean, Providence, I don't think they're going to have his goaltending this season off the top of my head. I, who was their goalie last season? I think he, whoever he was, I think he was a grad student. So yeah. I don't think we have to worry about him anymore. I think they've been rocking with grad student goalies for the past, like, two or three years now. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, so I think we can definitely do some damage against them, especially if we start kind of getting momentum from the previous, you know, series, because, you know, as we kind of talked about in the season preview, like there's, there's going to be some, some growth, you know, to UMass. And I mean, same thing, like where we, where we talked to Carvel, like you're never just going to get the same UMass team all the time. Like we're supposed to constantly get better. You know, that's kind of been our thing. So if we keep getting better, these games are going to get easier and easier as time goes on. You know what I mean? So that's kind of, that's kind of the key. It's kind of tough to see where we're going to stand before the season even happens. But yeah, I think if we just continue to improve and the, the young guys just keep getting better and better on UMass, we're going to completely just destroy Providence. Cause yeah. I think that's where we're going to have to start hitting our stride. If we want to really start doing some damage. 
Yeah, I agree. And in last year, UMass took three out of four games from Providence, one of them being the uh, um, quarterfinal game of the Hockey East playoffs. So fared pretty well against them last year. Um, and then up next on the schedule, team that UMass didn't fare too well against last year, BU, um, November 11th and November 12th, another home and home against them. And last year, UMass uh, had two two losses and a shootout win against Boston University, and they also finished fourth with Merrimack. So that could that game could be a challenge. You don't you don't usually see them that low in hockey East for as many years as we've seen it at this point. Yeah, BU's a tough team. Um, they have a pretty young roster. Like I'm pretty sure their starting goalie is only they're a sophomore or a junior at this point. Like in Drew Camesso, he's insane. He's filthy. Really, really solid tendy. Um, and they have offense too. You know what I mean? Like they are just a very, very solid team all around. And we saw that last season in the standings. They're very, very good. Um, we're gonna have to just compete. You know what I mean? Like there's no other term for it. Like it's just gonna be that's a team we're just going to have to outwork, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. not even just this season, but even looking ahead toward the future, like they've gotten some very, very solid commitments coming to their roster. So if if this isn't going to be their year, they're going to be getting even better, you know what I mean, like next year. So mm-hmm. we got to take advantage of trying to beat BU this season while we can because they're just going to keep improving because they've got some five-star guys coming through like – potential you know lottery first round pick guys coming in so I don't remember the names off the top of my head but I know that I saw it on Twitter at least a couple weeks ago they committed and yeah that BU team is going to be filthy so we gotta just do all we can right now and again just keep hopefully we'll have a bunch of momentum coming into this because we have some I wouldn't say extremely favorable games you know what I mean like the Merrimack series and Providence depending on what teams show up it can be it can be really tough so this right here, like this kind of three series stretch, in my opinion, that this is where the boys got to turn into men. You know what I mean? Like we got to really, you know, smarten up and that will be kind of where we see just what this team's all about. You know what I mean? Like if we, if we drop a couple points in the previous series, this is where we got to bounce back or, you know, because this, this right here, if this, if this series and this whole stretch kind of goes to crap, it's, it's going to be tough from that point on. So we'll see. Yeah. I would say this is a, a tough, stretch to start the season and uh if there's two things i remember about this bu team from last year they wanted a crazy run in the second half of the season where they just didn't lose for 20 something games yep. um and they cherry picked like crazy yeah their game plan is to have a guy up on the blue line and wait for that so they have high skill guys coming in they could be they could be scary but um if you catch them on a wrong night you could put up big numbers against them too what Definitely. I am afraid of, though, uh, the game after that, it's a one-game series, November 18th, it's Friday night, uh, against New Hampshire. That game immediately jumped out at me as being pretty scary because you, even though uh, New Hampshire was pretty bad last year, they going into New Hampshire for a game is always pretty tough, tough place to play. UMass does not fare well there. And it is the week before the friendship four. So a lot of the players, especially newer players, minds might be elsewhere. So there's not many games on the schedule that scare me more than this one, if I'm being honest. Yeah. When I see at New Hampshire, I cringe. Like mm-hmm. it's simple. Like just looking back at the previous, like we've been in that building and it's sucked both times for us. Yeah. Like 
I know one game that immediately comes to mind is when we tied the game with like literally a second left and then we lose it in OT about 30 seconds later. Like yep. we went from the <laughs> highest of highs to the lowest of lows in about a realistically it was about five minutes because they had to, you know, wait, wait a little bit in the OT period. But like, ugh, it just, it sucks playing against New Hampshire. I don't know what it is about that building, like something about it, man. It's just, it's just weird. Like we never, we never inherently play bad. It's just like, Anytime we we go into that building, it's just it's always tough to connect passes. Like it's tough to just get anything going. Like I remember that I think the couple goals that we scored in that game that I just described about a minute ago, like they were greasy. Like you don't score a crazy skillful goal in what is it, the Whitman Auditorium or whatever it's called? Yeah. Like <laughs> that the wit as they call it. Like yep. side tangent. What the wit? Like what is going on here? I don't know. That's just weird. It's like if we called it the mull. Like no one, no one says that. Like that's yeah. weird. Regardless, though. Yeah, I'm. I'm not particularly looking forward to this game just due to previous crappy nights in that arena, for lack of a better term. But there's always a chance to turn it around. You know what I mean? Misfortunes can't last forever. So mm. I think. I think that's going to be. We're going to need a big character win that night. I, yes. I feel like we haven't we haven't said that term enough because it's going to be needed in times like this. Like we just big character win right there, just riding in on a high, going to the friendship four in Belfast is going to be huge for this team. Yeah, I, I agree. I I really hope the the boys don't overlook this game because, like you said, we've it's kind of been a house of horrors lately. But uh, the weekend after that, November twenty fifth and twenty sixth, uh, immediately after Thanksgiving is the friendship four. Belfast, Northern Ireland. We're going to be there. Um, super pumped to, to go to those games. First one on Friday is going to be against UMass Lowell. Uh, friendly, friendly foe uh, for us. And then um, depending on the winner of the second game, we'll be playing either Quinnipiac, who had an unbelievable season last year, or Dartmouth on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, just to kind of get it out, I'm, I'm assuming it'll be Quinnipiac because I don't really think Dartmouth's been doing a whole lot recently, but I mean, if, we, if, just... if UMass wins the first game, well, yeah, yeah. fair enough, fair enough. I... Lowell's been pretty good. Yeah, but I. So the, the one thing about Lowell that I will say is that the guy that I just could not stand on their team, that Andre Lee fellow, mm. I hated that he was just dirty. Like he would just start punching people. Ran. I don't know. I didn't like him. And plus, he would score a little bit too, which just really got on my nerves. How dare he do his job on the team? I just, <laughs> I can't believe the audacity of him to do that. But besides the point, we don't have to deal with him anymore. So that's kind of cool. But Lowell is still solid. You know what I mean? Like, they're going to have some question marks this year. I'm pretty sure their goalie was it Owen Savory. Savory's th- gone. Yeah. yeah, he's gone. And that guy was kind of a nightmare at, some t- you know, at, at points. So that's kind of cool. We don't have to deal with him. Like I said, we don't have to deal with Andre Lee. That's a big blow to their scoring. And they're just overall, I don't know. <laughs> How do, what do I call this? Like the Trevino factor, like just getting under skin, you know, like getting under somebody's skin. Like, I, I don't pest. know. Like, yeah, just being a pest. Exactly. Yeah. Just being that guy. But yeah, I mean, regardless of that, I mean, Lowell, they, they're just extremely well coached. You know what I mean? Like Norm Bazin, that's their coach. I think I to cut that part out, but he's been, he's been doing a great job with them. Um, really, really solid coach. They're always just a very, very well coached team. So that's kind of like their X factor. And obviously we're a very well coached team as well, but I'm just saying in comparison to some of the other uh, opponents that we're going to be having up until this point, I think, I think Lowell's going to kind of have that in their, in their back pocket. So I, I think that's going to be 
as always, a really solid game. I feel like we never really have non-entertaining games against Lowell. You know what I mean? Like, they're just always a really, really well-matched team that we tend to go up against. So I'm definitely looking forward to that, completely regardless of the fact that it's going to be happening in another country. I'm looking forward to the game regardless. That's yeah. not going to be a, a question whatsoever. But, um, yeah, I mean, if you guys haven't booked your tickets to this event yet, what are you doing? Like, mm. this is, like, this is the premier UMass hockey experience. You know what I mean? Like, going away across the pond, taking a nice weekend, probably even longer. We're taking a whole week. Like, it's just – it's an amazing experience that doesn't come around all too often. So, you got to capitalize on it when you can, and I'm definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, a good excuse to get out and do something something pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, like you said, outside of it being the spectacle of the Friendship Four, uh, these, these are good games. UMass Lowell and, and UMass – um both had the same amount of points last year in hockey east 46 they both tied for second uh but umass did have the edge they won three out of four um that fourth was a shootout loss so um the minutemen tend to fare pretty well against the river hawks and then going on to that that friendship for second game we we can't we don't really know who's the opponent's going to be if if it's quinnipiac that'll be a tough game Mm -hmm. if not it won't be as tough but uh yeah should be a fun festive atmosphere regardless the whole weekend yeah, 100%. I mean, I don't expect us to I'll, – I'll leave it at this. Basically, regardless – like, in in regards to what happens in the second game, I don't think we're going to be the last place team in the in the little tournament. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think we lose to Dartmouth. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll say that. So, at the bare minimum, we finish third. I think we have a very solid chance at first or second, though. I think we're going to match up very well against, against Lowell. Yeah, and uh, we just talked about Lowell. Uh, schedule makers not too creative this year. Weekend after that. Uh, December 3rd, a Saturday, um, just a one game series, a home game at Mullins versus UMass Lowell. So I guess just expect more of what we've been talking about with Lowell. Yeah. I mean, the only difference here is the venue and you can never complain about the Mullins center. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, it's, it's not any Belfast of course, but it's, it's a pretty close second. I mean, who knows? It might be a first if you're, if you're that hardcore of a fan, I mean, who knows? We might get to Belfast and the arena might be kind of mid, so we'll see. But Arena Honestly, review coming for the the Belfast Arena for sure. One hundred percent. In 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 the context of some of the the football crews we had, a thousand percent were committed. All right, that that's uh-huh. how much we're gonna do that from but, live uh, from Europe. Oh, yeah. Let's do that. Nice little arena review vlog. Yeah, that'll be very cool. But yeah, so uh, so after another Lowell game, the weekend after, um, December eighth, it's the next Thursday. Um, we tend to always have a weekday game against Merrimack every year, mm-hmm. but uh, playing Merrimack again, uh, this time is at Mullen Center. And uh, again, yeah, Merrimack, a formidable opponent last year, and they should be again this year. Yeah, I mean, this is, oh, I'm sorry. And that, I'm just going to say that'll lead us into our, our holiday break. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we're going to be, we're going to most likely have more of the same against Merrimack. I mean, we're probably not going to know how well we're going to fare until we see the first series against them. But again, in the context of what Carvel said when he was talking to us last episode, the team's going to be improving. That that's the thing that he kind of prides his coaching strategy around, you know, constant improvement and fixing mistakes and just getting better as a team. So in, in an ideal world, we're going to see constant improvement, you know, against our previous opponents, we're going to have, you know, plethora of game film to go off of to you know exploit their weaknesses and know what we did well against them so I feel like you know in 
what do they call them rubber matches or whatever like basically where you have a rematch against a previous opponent you're i feel like we're going to have the edge because we're just going to keep getting better keep getting better we're going to be able to you know just recognize what we did well and what we did poorly against an opponent and that's just going to make us all the better you know in the future yeah i absolutely agree um and this will lead us right into the holiday break it's 20 days off and the season will resume with the quick trip holiday face-off it's a little mini tournament in milwaukee wisconsin uh very very solid teams in this group december 28th it's a wednesday uh umass will play clarkson and then december 29th they will play either lake superior state who they met in the national tournament in 2021 or wisconsin who's kind of the host of the whole thing so yeah clarkson really solid opponent um Really, it seems like all the teams in this specific kind of tournament are all really, really good teams. Like, obviously, we're great because we run a podcast for the team. We're going to say the team's great. Like, <laughs> we're not biased or anything. What the heck? No. Team's great anyway, regardless of the bias. But Clarkson, super solid team. Um, pretty sure they were getting ranked votes at one point last season, if I remember correctly. Um, and I'm pretty sure Lake Superior State, you know, made the tourney last year or might have been the year prior, but all of these teams, the same thing with Wisconsin, like all these teams sniffing being ranked, you know what I mean? Like they're, we're not getting any sort of bottom of the barrel teams. Like, you know, we're not getting like Alaska Anchorage. Sorry if they're catching strays right now, but you get the idea. Not like, getting a Brown. Exactly. Which we'll, we'll get to that in a moment, <laughs> but yeah, like all of these teams are super solid. So I feel like this kind of, you know, in season tournament can kind of go any which way I feel like any of these teams can just kind of get hot at the right moment and just start wiping the floor with the rest of the teams. I'm hoping it's going to be us again. It'll be tough to deal with over the, you know, a 20 day break. Who knows what the context is going to be around this point in the season. Are we going to be banged up and we're hoping that we can, you know, get some much needed rest. I mean, we've obviously seen that last year. We were hoping for, I think it was Lapina at the time to, to, to come back healthy. So, you know, obviously it's completely contextual how we're going to be looking at this kind of, you know, 20 day break and how we're going to, you know, get back into the kind of the swing of things. But I'm hoping that, you know, we're just going to be a, a happy and healthy team going into this. And this will be kind of a decent tune up. You know what I mean? Just to kind of say, Hey, new fresh opponents, non-hockey East. We can see how we match up against guys that are outside of our conference, maybe see some different play styles that we hadn't seen previously and uh, just kind of go on from there. Yeah. And uh, I mentioned Brown earlier. Uh, they are the next opponent. January 3rd uh, in Amherst. It's a Tuesday. And yeah, Brown's the opponent. Another one of those games that I uh, really hope the team doesn't overlook too much with the, the game, the next game that we'll talk about soon. But uh, Brown, not a, not a great opponent. And a, a Tuesday night on winter break, won't have students there. Like this game, you have to take care of business. Just have to. Yeah. Like if we, if we wanted to like make this like a bowl game, we would call this like the forgettable, you know what I mean? Like, this is just, what is going on? It's a, it's a Tuesday on winter break. Like teams is going to be coming back from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Again, sorry if Milwaukee's catching strays here. I've actually been there. We, me and you went there a couple months ago. It was a nice place, but like you're coming from halfway across America, coming back for a Tuesday game against one of the worst teams in college hockey. Like, let's, let's be honest here. They're not mm-hmm. great. So, you know, if we just, even just try and play i think we're gonna have a really really good chance but this is gonna be one of those games where you just got to go in focused 
you know, like this is a team where, or, you know, a game where I think we can afford to try some new things. Like whoever, whoever's playing net, you know what I mean? Like if, if we're getting, you know, a moment where we're riding the hot hand or maybe we need to try something different in net, this would be the game to do it. You know, whoever's not getting as much game time. We, we said this, I think last season, I think that was the LIU series. I think Pavis yeah. got a start when, when Murray was playing basically almost every game up until that point, mm -hmm. this would be the game to start switching up and trying some new stuff. Maybe try somebody different on the power play guys. It's Brown. Like I'm not trying to, not trying to be that guy, but we got to call a spade a spade here. Like just be honest with ourselves. So I think if, if anybody, you know, if you're living in the area, show up to the game, you know what I mean? But if the weather's not particularly nice and you got work the next day, I obviously I want to, you know, say support the team as much as you possibly can but if there's going to be a game where you're like on the fence about it i think we might be watching this one on tv i'm going to be honest <laughs> if, if you guys need tickets for this game hit us up is what evan's <laughs> saying um, most likely most likely we'll see yes we will absolutely be at the next game after this one january 7th it's a saturday against boston college and this game is going to be at fenway park frozen fenway an outdoor game should be just an, a phenomenal experience. Um, maybe we'll see some fresh new uniforms for this game. Teams tend to do that for their outdoor games. So uh, there's and BC on top of it, like that you think of that as an afterthought, but they are very formidable opponent for us. So like all things considered, this could be one of the most awesome events of the season. Yeah. I got multiple talking points for this one. First off, I don't think we've done a frozen Fenway in quite a while. I want to say 2016 off the top of my head. because I'm pretty sure it was my freshman year. I think on winter break, I was walking through Boston with some friends and I passed by the team bus. And I was like, oh yeah, wait, I forgot that this was happening. And I was too broke to afford tickets. So sad, but I definitely would have been to that game. So feels good now that I'll actually be able to see one of these games. But um, yeah, and obviously against it, you know, with it being against BC, that's huge. You know what I mean? Like we want to get some revenge on what happened last year. You know, we could have clinched the Hockey East regular season championship. We ran into probably the hottest goalie in the world at that time was Eric Dopp, I think his name mm -hmm. was. I don't see how I can forget that name at this point after what he did to us. But man was a brick wall. Luckily, he was a grad student, so we don't have to worry about him anymore. Um, their, their new goalie, I'm pretty sure, is a transfer from Colgate, if I'm going off of memory correct here. But – um. Yeah, I mean, BC is going to be BC, you know, like they're always relevant. You know, you can never, you can never kind of say it like, you know, we were just talking about Brown. You can say lads, it's BC. You know what I mean? Like there's always going to be that little bit of snotty prestige that they always tend to show off. And sometimes it works for them, sometimes it doesn't. You know what I mean? Like BC is always going to be a relevant team, but if you treat them with some respect and you play your best hockey, you're going to beat them, you know, like that's what we need to do coming off of what will hopefully be a nine zero thrashing of Brown. I'm assuming we're going to be in pretty high spirits going into this game and we're going to be, you know, kind of feeling ourselves a little bit, you know, we're going to, again, get that momentum. We're going to be feeling good. So I'm um, especially with such a crazy atmosphere, you know what I mean? Like frozen Fenway praying for some decent weather. I don't know what decent is going to mean in the context of it being January 7th, maybe 40 degrees out will be pretty cool. You know, in comparison to what was the, what was the game? I think me and you went to freshman year. It was the, the main uh, UMass football game. Yep. That was pure hell 
at Fenway. I, I think a lot of people share your sentiment on that. That might be one of the <laughs> the least liked UMass athletics events of all time. That was the word. Like it was eight o'clock at night, bro. It was about maybe six degrees out, like <laughs> on maybe in like the warmest part of Fenway. <laughs> like I think everywhere else, it might have been negative something with the wind chill. It sucked for lack of a better term. So I'm praying, you know, obviously it's hockey. We're expecting cold. There's going to be ice out there, but like you get the idea, you know what I mean? Like just have some decent weather, you know what I mean? Cause I think, you know, especially, I don't know what time these games usually happen. I'm assuming it'd be like a midday event, mm-hmm. you know, probably like two or three o'clock as opposed to, you know, the, the six or seven o'clock that I'm pretty sure that UMass main game went into. I, I have high expectations for it being a very, very fun atmosphere, especially because we haven't had this sort of game in quite a while. Yeah, I'm, I'm super pumped too. Uh, and I guess take that football game as a, as a learning experience. Whatever, whatever clothes you'd wear out in a 20-degree <laughs> day, put an extra layer because yeah, you're, you're going to need it for sure. And then another thing, uh, UMass does win. Don't, don't throw any snowballs or anything at BC fans. They can get pretty pissy. You don't want to start something. I mean, that, that's your recommendation. <laughs> I, I will plead the fifth and not go – I will not elaborate farther. I will say whatever you wish to do is not condoned by high character or anything that we do. It's your decision and your decision alone, and I'm not going to share anything farther. <laughs> I will not condone or deny anything that we may do to BC fans, but that's just me. <laughs> Keep an eye out for Evan at Fenway yeah. Park. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they might have my picture on a couple of things like wanted posters or something like that, but <laughs> hey, I'm not saying that I did anything. I'm not saying that I won't do anything. That's all. <laughs> okay, moving on. Um, <laughs> next game, another weekday game, January 11th. It's a Wednesday and it's the teams. I don't know if they will stay in Boston, but it's in Boston. It's at Boston University. And um, I'm looking forward to this game. I always love going to Aganis. It's one of my favorite arenas in Hockey East. Yeah, definitely. I mean, any game against BU is always pretty solid, and especially, I mean, again, this is a pretty nice arena. I'm pretty sure we, we mentioned that in our arena reviews. Um, we haven't done one for Aganis yet. Did we not? Did we start? No. Really? Yeah. Oh, we. that's right, too, because we went to we went to that away game, I'm pretty sure, before we started the pod. So, yeah, that, no, that makes a lot of sense. That's I'm excited enough. for one particular category of that review. Oh, uh, I think I know what it is, too. Okay, yeah. we're not going to spoil it, but, yeah, no, it's definitely – Definitely a solid atmosphere. Those games are always great. I mean, I remember the game that we went to before. Was I don't went to a shootout. Did we win or lose? Um, I got the schedule pulled up. Let me check. Yeah, it was a yeah. shootout win. That was that was the win. Okay. Yeah, yeah I remember because we split. That the was before we and... knew what the what the point system was for shootouts. Correct. Yep. So yeah, I mean, it, I just remember the game being really solid. And again, I mean, like we were talking about before, like games against BU, they're you know. That was where we kind of noticed a lot of the whole counterattacking things they like doing, where they just like hover around the opposing team's blue line. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, as long as we kind of recognize their style of play, I mean, I'm pretty sure they have a new coach now. I think when we saw them before, that was when they had the old coach, and I think they swapped mm-hmm. coaches ever since. So they might have a completely different plan in place. I have no idea. But yeah, I mean, it's another case of we'll kind of see how that game goes. I think that will be probably the perfect opportunity for me to work in Boston that day and then just take the green line right over. That'd be pretty, pretty solid mm-hmm. travel plan. Cause that's another cool thing about the teams that are in the city is, you know, when the orange line isn't shut down, it's usually a pretty good way of getting around, you know, especially from, from where I live North of Boston. So who knows, hoping that the orange 
deadline isn't shown by that point in, in January, but it'll probably make everybody's travel plans a little bit easier for that game. And as always, looking forward to it. Yeah, it should be a good time. Um, a few days later on Sunday this time, January 5th, a home game against New Hampshire. Uh, being on a Sunday, maybe look for this game to be a, a day game. They didn't, haven't announced times yet, but that might be something to look forward to. And getting New Hampshire out of the wit and playing them in Amherst should be should be a good sign. Yeah, I don't want to automatically peg this game as like a revenge game, but it may be. Who knows? Just knowing how things go at the wit. I hate saying that. I <laughs> do we play these guys any anymore? All right, we don't have to worry about saying the wit at any other point in this episode. Spoiler alert, we don't play them again after this. So that'll be that'll be good to know. But yeah, I mean this used to be another game where, you know, it's like New Hampshire is a sneaky, decent team. You know what I mean? Like they they tend to end towards the bottom of the standings, but they always seem to pull out wins against good teams. You know, like they'll they'll get absolutely crushed by like Vermont. You know what I mean? And then they'll come out against, you know, a Northeastern or a UMass and they'll win 2-1. And you're sitting there like, what are they doing? You know what I mean? Like, how does this work? But yeah, whenever they, they always seem to match up against the level of play that they're going against. So if we're going to come at them with our best, they're going to come at us with their best. And it's going to always be a really tough game against New Hampshire. So that'll be kind of a solid like midseason, like, where are we? You know what I mean? Like, uh, again, it's going to be, you know, we're going to be in January at this point. Our ideas about what teams will be good and bad could just be completely blown out of the water at this point. This is all purely speculation, you know, especially when you're in January, you're basically half the season's gone right now. So Mm -hmm. anything can happen, you know, contextually, you know, with this season, but I think it's just going to be another game where just stay focused. We're going to be at home. I don't think students will be back at that point, which is a bit of a bummer because, again, you know, just by talking to players and talking to Carvel, like, the fans are huge. You know what I mean? Like, that's, you know, the lifeblood of the, of the you know, the whole program is just being able to feed off of the team or the fans' energy. So it's going to suck that we don't have any fans there. If you live in the area, if you're living off campus or whatever, make it out to the game. You know I mean, if you're an undergrad, you get in for free anyway. What else are you doing with – you know, probably half of your friends that live on campus are probably away, you know, go, go, go enjoy some hockey. It's free. Why not? It's probably a, a 10 minute PVTA bus ride. Like go, go, go watch some hockey. Damn it. You know, there's no <laughs> other way to put it. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get people to go to a game that's going to happen. What? Four months after recording this episode. But <laughs> when, when you guys are listening to this mid season, if you are, I hope you are because we're probably going to be that popular at this time. Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> But yeah, go out and go out and enjoy some, some, some winter break hockey. Absolutely. Good point. Thank you. So uh, the next series I'm pretty excited to talk about January 2nd and uh, January 20th and 21st, Friday and Saturday home and home series with UConn last year against UConn, UMass split the regular season home and home and then beat UConn in the hockey East championship game in overtime um it's an unbelievable game but these teams are pretty evenly matched throughout the year and uh a little bit of a question mark we don't know exactly where the game at UConn will be uh we think that their new arena will be ready by then but uh who knows if they want to have UMass play them in Hartford for more fans but uh yeah still still up in the air as to where that game will be played on Saturday 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, UConn immediately kind of just evokes a lot of similarities to UMass, in my opinion. Both top-level programs last year battling it out for the trophy at the end of the season. And we both kind of have similar, I wouldn't say issues, but question marks coming into the new season. Like, their, their goalie is now gone. We had Matt Murray gone. They're going to be relying on two very inexperienced goalies, I'm pretty sure, coming into the season, and they don't know which one's really going to start. Sounds pretty familiar with UMass right now. Um, they lost, I think, three of their top goal scorers last season. Well, we're kind of missing weight, Lapina and Trevino. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it seems like there's a lot of similarities between these two teams, and they're both going to have very similar things to have to kind of work out over the course of the season and a lot of kind of questions that they have to answer internally as to who's going to step up and really be the guy on this, on this team. So obviously we're not going to, you know, we'll definitely know how each team's season is going at this point, because it'll be, you know, mid January at this point with, you know, a little over half the season basically gone. So it's not going to be one of those situations where like we're going to be playing each other the first game of the season, wondering, which team's going to be the best, you know, like we'll already have a pretty decent idea how the standings are shaken out at that point. So I'm very interested to see how the series goes because it's just, again, like all those different question marks just kind of aligning with, with both teams is just super interesting to me. And to touch upon kind of the whole arena thing, it's super weird. You know what I mean? Like swapping seasons basically mid season is just, odd to me you know what I mean like I I can't really think of any other team in hockey east that has a a similar arena issue you know what I mean like I don't know if you want to go into more detail like basically UConn is like leasing out the XL center while they're building their new stadium but they're gonna like finish the stadium and then move into it halfway through the season instead of finishing it out it's super weird to but me. not fully know. at the same yeah. time it's if if you aren't sure what we're talking about look up um yukon hockey new arena um they have a, a new arena on campus that's scheduled to be finished in january it is very strange it doesn't meet hockey east's minimum capacity requirements and they were still allowed to build it it's it's a very small venue if you look at the picture of it under construction i'm looking at it right now it looks like looks like if you were to like take the size of Lawler Arena, uh, Merrimax Arena, and just make it nicer with more permanent seating uh, is what it looks like to me. Obviously, it's going to be a very nice facility. It's brand new. It's on campus. But it, I'm very confused on, on why UConn chose to go in this direction. But I, I do want to see the game against UMass be played there. I'd love to check out a new arena. Just very, very weird, all things considered. I fully share your sentiments on wanting to see the new arena. Like obviously whenever there's a new arena, I'm trying to check it out. But like, I think the thing that kind of strikes me the most is the difference in capacities for both the arenas. Like you're leasing out a big AHL arena, basically. I don't know how much the capacity is it's pretty freaking big. As far as I know though, like they have to curtain off sections. Cause that's what I'm much. saying. They're not, they're not yeah. filling the arena, right? They're going, yeah. for, they, maybe they'll fill it up a third, maybe half the way. You know what I mean? Like from its max capacity. And then you're going to completely downsize. Like, I understand that it's going to be in what stores, Connecticut, like kind of a hike away from all like the, the big kind of urban centers in Connecticut, like fair enough. It's going to be tough to kind of get people to drive out there, but like, how are you going to go from like 
probably getting around what four thousand fans a game, maybe. I don't know. I'm spitballing numbers here. Might Tell be me a if little I'm... less. Might okay. Be little... Yeah, let me know if I'm completely off base, but like dropping it to what was the new arena's capacity like around two it's two two thousand it's small it is small like, i could i could find it if you want to keep going but yeah no i can keep going for a little bit on this but just i don't know it's super odd to me that just like if you're gonna build a new stadium right make make a full-on new stadium like i'm not saying you got to make the mullen center again like that all things considered maybe a little too big you know you're we, we're we're doing a pretty solid job filling it up. I got to commend the UMass faithful out, you know, like we're doing a very good job working with what we can, you know, with what we have right now, but just, I don't know if it's like a case of they want to have like a really small, intimate atmosphere, like, cause like, it kind of reminds me of um, Providence's arena a little bit, like the Schneider arena mm-hmm. forum, whatever you want to call it. It probably seats what two, two and a half thousand. And when it gets full, it's, it's solid you know what i mean like there's pretty solid sight lines everywhere you know i can't really fault the arena but like i feel like is i'm pretty sure providence's arena is kind of old so like you kind of give them a pass for that mm-hmm. if you're building a new stadium in 2020 2022 you're going to be opening it up in 2023 you, you don't want your 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 capacity to match the year that it's <laughs> that it's you know being unveiled in you know like that's that's ridiculous to me mm-hmm. yeah so i i did some digging it is the is going to be the second smallest arena in Hockey East. Um, Lawler at Merrimack is the smaller one. It's going to fit two thousand six hundred fans, and there used to be a rule for the league that required arenas to sit at least four thousand, but apparently that rule no longer exists. Huh. And um, somebody here's here's a interesting quote. We talked to a lot of our peers in Hockey East and in this region and people that I spoke with, the athletic directors at all of these different programs. I think we picked a size arena that's going to be appropriate for our location and program, which if I was a UConn fan, I'd I'd take that as a little bit of a slap in the face saying that a 2,600 seat arena is appropriate for our program, especially the team that made the Hockey East championship last year, but I'm not a UConn fan, so I guess I can't. Yeah, he, he had me up until the he said the word program. Like like mm-hmm. he, he had me locked in like for the location. Stores is I wouldn't say like remote, but like fair enough. It's like not very close to any other major urban center. So like trying to be able to drive out there, fair enough. But the moment you put in the, the term program, where's your ambition, bro? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, how are you just gonna completely just dismiss all the recent success that you've had you know what i mean like i'm assuming the building plans have probably been in the works for the past couple of years like they probably can't just completely scrap everything and say crap we got to triple the size of the building because we made the hockey championship fair enough i get that you know you can't just do that at the drop of a hat we both work in engineering we know how this stuff works you know what i mean you can't just completely drop everything like that but still like just that justification is just very odd to me and especially the fact that we're talking about a a schedule preview and we've been harping on their new stadium for probably a solid 10 minutes now. It just shows you how weird this whole thing is. And we have so much to say on it. And there's probably going to be maybe some stray UConn fan that might be listening to this saying, well, here's all the reasons why please let us know. Yeah. (laughs) We are, we are curious as it is super No, But yes, well, all right, last thing. Just the too long. Okay. The, if there's like a too long, didn't read version of this 10 minute rant, gonna be a really solid series. Both teams are very similar. 
can't wait to see what happens and i can't wait to figure out what arena this is going to happen in. <laughs> <laughs> i share your sentiment so uh the next couple of games we can go through a little bit quicker uh the weekend after that uconn series friday january 27th um at umass lowell and then weekend after that friday february 3rd at providence two teams that we've already discussed a little bit but uh two pretty tough road games on back-to-back weekends yeah, I mean, these are going to be two two pretty tough teams. Again, Lowell, always a tough game. Providence, usually a tough game. Like, especially now that they're going to be away games, it's just going to be even tougher. So there's really not a whole lot to say here. It's basically just everything that we've mentioned about them before, maybe times 0.25 or 1.25, you know what I mean? Like, just going to be just a little bit tougher, just knowing that we're not going to, you know, have our massive road fans that always go to the games, you know, behind us. You know, like, it's... Lowell, Lowell, I think, is going to have a pretty decent contingent of UMass fans there. You know what I mean? But Providence one, I feel like, will be kind of a tough ask to kind of get everybody to come out to. But we're definitely going to have some people there. There's no doubt in my mind about that. But always road games are going to be a little bit tougher. Yeah, then both being Friday nights instead of Saturday nights also is, is very tough. True. But we'll, we'll see how it turns out. After these two games, it's uh, only weekend series from there on out. February 10th and February 11th, Friday, Saturday at Mullen Center versus Vermont, a team who was dreadful last year. They they did not look like a good team. I, that's I don't I don't want to be too mean, but it was it was pretty bad watching Vermont last year. If you don't believe us, watch our blog or our vlog about it. <laughs> like the city of Burlington, wonderful. Mm-hmm. The actual, like, the whole experience of going to, the, to that arena and just kind of staying the whole weekend in Burlington was amazing. We completely destroyed them in an, in an away series. You know what I mean? Like, both games just didn't even look like they were a part of the same, like, weight class. It was unbelievable. So, now that we're playing them at home, I'm expecting roughly the same. You know what I mean? Like, Vermont may have some improvements like their goalie Gabe Carrier like I understand that we beat them by a massive margin we scored on them just a ton but I mean they're gonna they're gonna be a year older they're gonna be a year wiser you know like they were they were a pretty young team that was pretty inexperienced so hopefully they'll have some improvement I shouldn't say hopefully I don't really care about Vermont's success quite frankly they kind of have to show some improvement. Exactly. If not, there's a serious issue within that program. You know what I mean? So it should just be in an ideal world, a complete thrashing. You know what I mean? Like Vermont doesn't really have that many up and coming guys that give them a lot of hope in my opinion. So we should just be able to completely thrash them in a two game series at home. Yeah. I have to agree with you. Um, the weekend after that, February 17th and 18th, uh, again, playing our foe Boston college uh, Friday game is uh, I was going to say in Boston, but it's not in Newton. Um, and then the Saturday game at Mullins. <laughs> I didn't even set that one up. That just happened generically, but uh, yeah. So playing BC for the second and third time uh, we haven't talked about Jerry York being gone yet, which should be interesting. We'll see where, where they're at as a program on this weekend series. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting, like, thing with York. Like, obviously, he's extremely well-respected and deservedly so. You know what I mean? He was the guy. You know, like, when you think of hockey as coaching, you, you think of Jerry York. You know, that was just the way it was. He was just so just 
pivotal to the hockey is coaching scene and you know in the opinions of many not just me you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i'm kind of just echoing what everybody else thought if you ask me it's all about carvel but a little again a little biased but point being yeah just a little bit just a little bit <laughs> but point being though new coach coming around i think greg brown something brown i don't know i'm gonna have to cut that part out i don't remember his name but yeah, new I'll coach yeah t- take a look new coaching regime in um They've been recruiting very well. You know, they've kind of brought back, like, hey, we're BC, and we don't have, you know, a very aging coach. And so it was Greg Brown. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they have, you know, I, I wouldn't say new blood because I'm pretty sure the guy that they hired was, I think, the assistant coach under York. So I think it was more or less just like York's protege. But, yeah, they're just going to probably – continue York's legacy through his coaching tree. You know what I mean? Like that's just kind of the way these things go. Um, they should be another solid team. Last time we played in the Conti forum, that dreaded building didn't go too well. Um, a lot of UMass fans though. There was a ton of UMass fans, but we couldn't get the job done sadly, mm. which was very unfortunate. Um, luckily we don't play them the last series of the season. So hopefully the stakes won't be as high. Yeah. Um, if we, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it in a little bit. Our last series should be a pretty favorable one, but yeah, in, in the whole context of BC, it's going to be very interesting to see the new coach and how he does things. If he's going to be very similar to Jerry York, or if he's going to kind of carve his own path, that's, you know, kind of looks to, to be seen, but we'll see how the series plays out. Yeah, maybe maybe some growing pains, but it's it is pretty late in the season, so maybe they might have everything figured out by then. Exactly. Um, the weekend after that, February twenty fourth and twenty fifth, a home and home with Northeastern. First time they pop up on the schedule is very late. Um, the Friday game will be at Mullins. Saturday game um, at Matthews Arena, and excited to get back there after last year after they denied everybody entry when no other hockey team was doing the same thing. Yeah, I mean, it kind of depends where we want to go with this conversation. There's a lot to be said about Northeastern. You hate and... Matthews. I. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. If this is the direction we're going to go, then we, we can go there. First off, screw the Matthews Arena. Place sucks. All right, I'm just mm-hmm. going out there right now. It's historical. It's the place is a dump. The place needs to be renovated. It sucks. Food's overpriced. The views mid at best. You know, maybe if you go up on the top balcony, it looks decent big whoop cool enjoy you go there once it's like, all right this is gonna be a controversial take and fenway park's about to catch some strays here oh, just because no. it's historical doesn't mean that it's good that's all i'm gonna say i'm not gonna elaborate any farther just because it's old it's old that's it all right you go there once you say that you've been there cool now demolish the damn thing all right i'm just, just being honest but going off of that point focusing more on the schedule northeastern this i mean if everything goes right this is this could be the battle for the the hockey East regular season mm-hmm. championship. You know what I mean? Like Northeastern, very highly ranked going into this. Most likely, I don't think the coach's poll is going to come out for like another month at this point. Um, I think they usually come out in late September, or at least it did last year. Um, but Northeastern's probably going to have everything figured out. You know, at this point in the season, one would figure Devin Levi is probably going to be a beast. He's probably going to be a Richter finalist. He, you know, he's just going to be that guy. If he builds off of his success from last season, it's going to suck to go up against him. We're going to have to have our scoring boots on 
and we're going to have to, you know, play big boy hockey and really make his life a hell, you know, when he's trying to protect that net. Mm. But yeah, I mean, that's going to be the series where I think a lot of things are going to be decided on, in my opinion, because it's going to be two extremely well-coached teams, two extremely skilled teams, and two teams that play their hearts out every night. And I'm if there's probably any series that I'm looking forward to, just in terms of both quality of play and potential stakes, this is the series, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, you're, you're totally right. This one should have it all if everything goes according to plan this year. Um, and you teased it earlier, the last series of the season, March 3rd and March 4th, both at Maine, uh, up in Orono, Maine, a team, another, another team that had quite a bad year last year. They, they're going through some growing pains. We definitely expect them to be a lot better this year. Uh, second year under coach Ben Barr. Um, that should be very exciting series We're we're going to be making the drive up. It'll be our, the last hockey East arena we have to hit. So we're looking forward to it for that reason, but uh, yeah, there's there's a few reasons to get excited about this end of the season series. Yeah, there's definitely a couple of things to unpack. I mean, Ben Barr, hugely respected coach. You know, coming out of I guess Carvel's coaching tree, Carvel. I keep saying Carvel. It's actually Carvel. I got to figure that out. Got to burn that into my memory. Sorry for letting you down. Anyway, yeah, he's gonna be you know obviously a coach to watch. Um, ben Barr. Um, He's had control of this program. This, this is going to be his second year now. Um, he's, you know, you kind of have to start imprinting your kind of coaching philosophy and, you know, your style of kind of recruiting, like getting the players that you want into this program here. So this is where we should start to kind of see some sort of growth from the team. Like last year, you could probably liken it to Carvel's first year, you know, at UMass, getting rid of all the old guys that came under the previous coach. Now you're getting your guys in you're expecting to see a jump in, in performance. So that right there is an interesting enough kind of storyline as it is, especially because, you know, he coached at UMass, you know, like that's, that's always good to see. You always want to support, I guess, I don't know if alum would be the, the proper term here. Like he didn't graduate from here. I don't think, but he might've, I don't know, but <laughs> I don't know if that's the proper terminology, but you get it. Somebody that was formerly affiliated with the program. You always want to support whenever you can. And obviously us making the drive up, you know, to, to get that last hockey East arena out of the way. That's going to be really fun to see. I've heard nothing but great things about, about Maine's arena. So I think overall, it'll be a very, very fun series to watch. You know, hopefully we'll see UMass do a hell of a job against them. I'm curious to see what the context will be going into the series, you know, regarding standings and all that other fun stuff. You know, will this even be, you know, that we could be at the point in that season where this series could mean absolutely nothing. You know, we could already be locked in as either champions. We could be locked into second or third place. Who knows? You know, this could have all the implication in the world or it could have none in the world. We'll, we'll have absolutely no idea. But regardless of the context surrounding it, I think that'll be a, a pretty, pretty solid chance of getting six points out of the series. So that's all we can hope for. Yeah, and that'll, that'll round out the regular season. Uh, obviously, we hope to... Um, see games in the hockey East playoffs as well. Um, those will be to be decided obviously with the standings and we see how that shake ups shakes up. But uh, I did want to go through the sites for the NCAA tournament. If, uh, if UMass is lucky enough to get there. So the four regional sites are going to be uh, Bridgeport, Connecticut, Manchester, New Hampshire, have some good memories in that arena, Allentown, Pennsylvania, like always and Fargo, North Dakota. 
Um, so those are the four regional sites. And then the frozen four next year or this upcoming year is in Tampa, Florida. And the weirdest thing about that, I'm on the NCAA's website. Take, take your wildest guess who's listed as the host for that, for that venue. What you mean like, like, the host like school? All right. Well, it has to be a team because I don't think there's an actual hockey team like like NCAA hockey nope. team in Florida. It's Holy Cross or something stupid <laughs> like that. Like, oh, it's stupid. What is it? Like Alaska Anchorage or like something like just someplace that has absolutely no business being in Florida. University of Wisconsin. What is <laughs> going on here? Like, the host for the Tampa, Florida Frozen Four. What? I honestly, you know, what would be even better if they picked like a school that like didn't even have like a D one hockey for it. Like it could have been like Miami University or something mm-hmm. like that. You know what I mean? Like just a completely off the board pick. Like that'd be hilarious. Like UCF. Imagine if it was yeah. UCF. <laughs> like, dude, that'd be <laughs> so weird. It'd make more sense than Wisconsin. But yeah, I don't. They already have their own tournament that they're hosting. Isn't that the quick trip thing that yep, they're doing? They Isn't are that the host Wisconsin? for that. They get in two. What's going on here? <laughs> Nepotism? Like, is there like some sort of like Wisconsin grad that's like on the board of picking these sorts of things? Like, what? It's always weird. the The Manchester one is the host is UNH, which yep, you get because they're close. But it's like, it's just whoever's closest. And then if it's more than a thousand miles away, I guess they just throw a dart at the board and be like, "Oh, yeah. you're hosting." And while we're on the topic of ranting about weird stuff, because now I'll, I'll be on my second rant of the episode now for keeping track at home what what are these regional sites like we just had manchester right we had good memories in that build in that building as we said so that was already a host site i think that was what two years ago mm-hmm. allentown wasn't that literally the same thing as last year didn't wasn't there an allentown regional literally last year there's there's an allentown regional every year like they gotta start picking new venues man like spice it up you know like why are we always going to the same towns, but like Bridgeport that I'm pretty sure that was either last year or the year before that as well. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, Bridgeport, I think Bridgeport was uh, where UMass won the regional to go to the Pittsburgh frozen four. Yeah. Like so, then know, it's just super weird. 2024s will get you excited. If you want something new, what do we got? The regionals are Maryland Heights, Missouri, Providence, Rhode Island, uh sioux falls south dakota and springfield mass that's actually a lot better that's really good actually like i'm not even yeah. trying to be biased it's like springfield and like providence or whatever but like i don't know like they that's just i don't like the fact that like they felt the need to do the same regional city two years in a row like allentown i know nothing about allentown pennsylvania it's probably a great place they probably deserve all the cool events in the world they're probably great people but like we have so many other places. America's massive, bro. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, like, like Missouri. That I would not have guessed in a million years that, that would have been a regional spot. But I kind of like it. You know what I mean? Like Ty Farmer, I'm pretty sure is from Missouri. That's pretty cool. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like we, we got to always connect something back to UMass at the end of the day. But like, uh-huh. I don't know. I just feel like they could go for like seattle washington you know what i mean it's probably a hike for a lot of for a lot of the teams that would make the frozen four what do we got umass umass is the host of the springfield regional in 2024 that's kind of cool so if not even aic weird i know right that's tough (laughs) if umass if umass was to make the tournament that year they'd be in springfield for sure which is cool 
I like that. I like the sound of that a lot. 2024 schedule preview stuff we're talking about now. But yeah, uh, exactly. We'll, we'll, get... we'll just do the whole schedule episode right now. Just tie it in. We'll just do for both years right now. <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, that's that's the 2022-2023 schedule. Uh, 34 regular season games on the schedule. We normally do our score predictions before games. Do you want to do a, a record prediction after going through that whole schedule? 34 games. 34 games schedule. Okay. Man, you put me on the spot here. I hate this. All right. Can I, I, can I give you a reference on uh, what last year's record was? Yeah. All right. Give me something to work off of a little all bit. All things. Uh, so the record last season, um, this includes Hockey East games and out-of-conference games, 22-13-2. Okay. I I would probably I would go 16 what would the next number be like 13 and like 3 or 4 whatever adds up to 34 I'm I'm like lacking the the math abilities right now <laughs> that's my my caffeine's wearing off from what I was drinking before but yeah I've been going off on too many rants my brain power is just dwindling by the second <laughs> my I think my prediction is going to be 18, 13, and three. Still a solid season, but I think I think we're going to see a bit of a retraction from last year. Obviously, so much talent on that team. So, uh, yeah, I don't think it's going to be a dud of a season. All right, so, all. What, so, so what was my official? So what was it, 16? Yeah, so mine would be 16, 15, and three, I think. Okay. I think that's how – because that adds up to 34, right? Yeah. 16, yes. Yeah. I don't know. I might be lowballing it. We'll see. I mean, the, I, I kind of hate doing these because I feel like it's a lose-lose for me. Like if I try and go like, if I want to be like semi-realistic and maybe like go a little bit lower, everyone's going to be calling me out next year being like, oh, you just lowballed the crap out of the team that you claim to support, you fake fan a-hole. Like there's no way I can win. You know what I mean? And then if they end up, you know, like I just, I don't, I don't feel like there's going to be a good outcome for this. So I kind of hate that you put me on the spot here, but sorry, hey, sorry to put you on the spot. The purpose man. of the entertainment. We're, we're doing that. We're doing this for the people. It, whenever we put out this episode, it'll be, when, when are we going to get this thing out? Probably tomorrow, tomorrow, most likely. Yeah. We'll, we'll ask people, you know, if you guys made it all the way to the end of my dumb rants and everything that's going on in this episode right here, drop a comment on the Twitter post or wherever you're listening to this. What do you think the record prediction is going to be? So we can all feel bad together if we get it horribly wrong. Hey, if you, if you lowballed it a little bit, if, if we go over, you're, you're happy. Oh, 100%. Like you're, yeah. you're not going to be upset that your prediction's wrong. So that is, that is fair. All right. I think that's, I think that's everything that we wanted to talk about. Um, very excited for this upcoming season. A lot of cool special events, a lot more than we're used to seeing in a season. So looking forward to it have our season tickets uh, should be at a lot of these games. We hope to see a lot of you guys there as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, getting season tickets is huge. Now I don't have to beg people, you know, for any spare tickets that they may have because I was sharing a season ticket last year. So this is going to be a lot, a lot less stressful. You know what I mean? Just knowing that we're locked in, ready to go. Um, So yeah, super, super happy about that. Can't wait to, can't wait for that October 1st, you know, day, you know what I mean? Like that's just going to be such a nice day. I mean, it's even better knowing that like UMass athletics is literally going to be starting up in what two days. Is that when the football yeah. game starts two days, three days, two days Whatever from the... Thursday. Yeah. So yeah. Well, three days from now, so we're recording on yeah. Wednesday, but you get the idea. Like that's going to be 
just huge just knowing that UMass Athletics I mean they're already been back in full swing I'm pretty sure soccer's been playing shout out to the UMass soccer teams guys pretty sure have been winning so far which has been awesome but um yeah just super excited you know get out to games just start enjoying that college team that we all know and love you know what I mean for whatever sport that we support them in because now if there's any time to be a UMass fan it's right now like just everything is super exciting like Pretty sure an hour ago before we started the podcast, uh, UMass is getting um, like a three-year like bowl rights agreement with ESPN for the, for the football team. Like that's huge. I just refreshed Twitter right now. UMass basketball just got a, a transfer for a walk-on. I'm pretty sure it's Frank Martin's son. Yeah, Frank Martin's son just committed to UMass oh, yeah. uh, basketball. He's coming on as a walk-on. Breaking so, news on high character. Yeah, that's, that's just what we do. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm, you know, breaking news as in I'm reading off a tweet from Michael Bergman six minutes ago, but <laughs> shout out to Bergman. Credible Very, sources. Say. Yeah, extremely credible source. We all love Bergman, but yeah. So now that that, you know, rant and tangent is over, I think we can wrap up the episode. <laughs> Big rant day for Evan. Uh, we will hopefully see all of you guys in downtown Springfield, October 8th, first game of the regular season. But uh, before then, hopefully we'll see you at a tailgate too in the meantime, but thank you guys. If you're, you're loyal if you listen to this whole thing. We really appreciate you. Thank you guys and go UMass. Go UMass. Take care, everybody.